The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off. It's active until the Eagles or the Giants lose their first game. And make sure to enter our World Series Prop Contest. The winner gets $200 cash and a $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast, presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is my brother, Nick Olzak. How are we doing, sir? Happy Tuesday. Yep, happy Tuesday to yourself. Doing good. Uh, had a good win last week in fantasy. I got a tough competition with uh, Pitter Patter Panini, a.k.a. Uh, yeah. yourself. And so, uh, yeah, we took a t- uh, tough deficit last night. Yeah, you had like 98 points last night. Mm-hmm. Something like that, and uh, yeah, got playing catch up here to begin the week off. So uh, I got my work cut out for me, and uh, trying to improve to three and zero after a couple uh, strong weeks here. Yeah, I'm one and one. Had a uh, had a bad beat last week. I think I lost by about twenty five to thirty points or so. Had one night where I had Tristan Jari on my bench over another goalie. Wasn't ideal. Still wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have done it for me, but would have came close. So I'm one and one, looking to bounce back up against you, who are uh, who are in first place, and I am uh, two and zero oh in my categories league. So feeling pretty good overall. You know the gold rating is still standing on Yahoo. So you know I'm feeling pretty good about it. I know I'm not up to your level yet of uh, you know diamond tier, but you know, we're working on. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be going over some streaming goaltenders, some uh, rising goalies that are available at a high percentage on Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, and we're also going to be touching on the waiver wire. So let's jump right into the goalie conversation. Our first guy up here, Nick, we got James Reimer, who's 35% rostered on Yahoo uh, Fantasy Hockey platforms. He's the number f- number four overall goalie in point scoring. So he's got 73.8 points, number four overall Seems like a really easy ad right now. Kind of surprised at his roster ship. Uh, what say you on James Reimer? Is this someone that you're gonna, you know, feel good picking up? Someone that's gonna be on and off your roster, or maybe someone that you might uh, be able to stash through, you know, maybe the first half of the season. See what happens. I think he's definitely a first season stash too. Well, the record isn't there for San Jose at two and six. What uh, James Reimer brings to the table is a lot of volume. He's playing a good amount of games. He's getting a decent amount of points, and he's seeing a lot of pucks. And while the team isn't getting all the wins in the world, he's seeing a lot of shots. And so, uh, yeah, he's definitely someone I would stash away towards uh, the latter half of the season. And, uh, yeah, even last year, James Reimer was always a solid go-to, someone Mm -hmm. that you can get a lot of shots from, a lot of saves. And, uh, yeah, he's coming off uh, a shutout against uh, Philly in the last game, and he's going to be put to the test up against a pretty solid Golden Knights team tonight. So I'll be uh, looking forward to seeing what he can do in that game. Yeah, I don't like his schedule to finish out this week with uh, Toronto and Tampa Bay on the 27th and the 29th. 
But after that, Anaheim, Florida, Anaheim again feels a little bit better to start the uh, the month of November. So definitely, you know, potential stash candidate, someone you definitely need to own in deeper leagues, you know, 12 team leagues. You know, he's definitely going to be rostered, you know, in some smaller, more shallow leagues. He's definitely going to be more available, like 10 team leagues, 18 leagues for sure. Um, but I definitely feel like, he, <clears throat> you know, he should be you know hitting a higher roster rate. So 35 percent should be available on your waiver wire. Definitely someone you can stream if you, you know, went you know, draft heavy on goalers, on goalies, on goalies, excuse me, then, you know, it's going to be tough to to keep them there. You know, like I have a team with, uh, what is it, Ottinger, Jari, and uh, Campbell. That's that's going to be difficult. Or no, uh, Campbell, Markstrom, and Jari, excuse me. Like, it's difficult for me to pick up James Reimer. I'm just going to have to ride the hot and cold hands. You know, at, at some point, I might be able to make a swap for, you know, Jack Campbell, but, you know, he's been looking, you know, halfway decent at least. You know, no, uh, no more indifferent than some of the other, you know, uh, goalies on better teams. So, you know, if you have a, if you have a spot, definitely need to get some Reimer uh, on your uh, on your bench. Definitely worth a look. All right. Next up, we have Eric Comrie of the Buffalo Sabers, thirty-two percent rostered, coming off back-to-back wins, forty-six point six fantasy points in his last two starts. Uh, the Buffalo Sabers are off to another weird start this year. They're four and one. Uh, they are taking on Seattle in Seattle this evening. I believe uh, most of the public is on the Sabres to win that game, despite them being underdogs. Uh, what say you on Eric Comrie? Uh, he's got three uh, three starts out of their last four games. Seems like he's going to get a healthy dose of volume as well going forward. Yeah, and kind of like what we touched about with uh, Reimers, there's a lot of volume there. You look in last game against uh, Calgary, pulled out the win, 40 saves. Edmonton, 46 saves. You're looking at Florida, 33 saves. The volume's there. The numbers are there. The starts are there. So I don't see any reason why to uh, not to pass on Eric Comrie until Buffalo goes goes cold because mm-hmm. we know that happens, you know, once you get through October. It happens with a lot of teams in the NHL. You get a hot October, you know, beginning of November, and then after that, a lot of the teams like Buffalo's and uh, Chicago's, if you will, will start to fizzle out. But uh, I also really like Comrie's schedule coming up. You got Seattle coming up tonight. Then you got Montreal, mm-hmm. Chicago, Detroit. And so the next few games, Comer gets a couple starts out of there. I think uh, he'll, you'll be in really good shape with your fantasy team. And one of the really uh, interesting stats he has is while he is posting a 301 goals against average, he has a mm-hmm. 930 save percentage. So that's just showing how many shots he's really facing and uh, right. how many he's really taking in the chest and uh, saving. And so, yeah, definitely would get on some Eric Comrie for sure with the schedule coming up. And at only 32% rostered, he's definitely going to be on your waiver wire, and I think he's someone that's worth an ad right now. He's the number nine overall highest-scoring goalie. 54.4 fantasy points. Keep it simple. Definitely someone you need to roster. Nick mentioned the upcoming schedule. A lot of upside swinging in Comrie's favor right now, so definitely someone you want to go add in fantasy hockey. Uh, next one up might be a little bit more questionable, but we've seen some pretty nice flashes. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood of the New Jersey Devils, also 34% rostered. It's just it's just kind of funny. He's like he's owned at a higher rate than both of the the previous two guys. You know he's he's not getting the same type of production. Has three wins out of uh, five starts, and in those wins he's he's looked good. You know he's allowed uh, two goals against in a 4-2 win against Anaheim on the 18th. Followed that up with a four to one win up against the Islanders on the 20th and then a two to one win up against the Sharks on the 22nd. Again, only just allowing, you know, one goal in the, uh, the two, the two previous games and then uh, two goals in the matchup up against Anaheim. However, 
His first start of the season, he finished with zero fantasy points. He allowed four goals on 20, uh, 24 shots. And in his most recent start, he allowed five goals up against the Capitals on just 18 shots. Are you willing to ride the hot and cold hand of uh, Mackenzie Blackwood here, Nick? I think he's definitely a good streaming option for sure. I think if you need a start, that he's someone you could get in. But opposed to those other guys, the volume's just not there for me. You're not seeing as many mm -hmm. saves. Um, his best game, he saw he made uh, 21 saves up against San Jose. And so you're looking at these other goalies, you're seeing upwards 30, 40 saves. Those numbers are going to be big. When you're not getting the win, though, you're still mm -hmm. going to get you know, 10, 12, 15 fantasy points at the end of the day. And this schedule, honestly, I think is going to be a little bit tricky for uh, a guy like Mackenzie Blackwood. You got uh, Detroit tonight, mm -hmm. Colorado, Columbus will be a better game. But then you got a Western Canadian road trip with uh, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. And so definitely if you need someone, he's a guy to go to. But he would definitely not be my first pick because of the schedule that he does have coming up. And like you said, he's a very like uh, touchy goalie. Like some games he's really good. Mm -hmm. In other games he uh, – just kind of falls off a cliff. And so definitely I would ride the hot hand with him and then get him when he's hot. Yeah, absolutely. And just get him in a good matchup. You know, if you needed a goalie just for one start for the week and it was, you know, the game against Columbus on the 30th, you know, it's it's Sunday, right? Like at the, la the last day of the week and you need a start, you know, if, if you're desperate, then by all means, you know, you couldn't plug him in, but you don't want to start him like Nick said, you know, up against Colorado Vancouver, Edmonton, you know, even even that, that stretch to start next week, uh, the first through the fifth, all those games are on the road. And I don't believe that the Hawks will be favored in any of those. Maybe uh, a pick them uh, up against Vancouver, but I still think Vancouver will be favored there uh, at home up against the Devils, who, you know, they, they themselves have been, you know, hot and cold. I believe they're three and three. And uh, tonight so far, the last I saw they were losing to Detroit one nothing. I don't know if we have an update there, but um, yeah, they, they've been a hot and cold team regardless. So, you know, it may just not be the best situation. Nick, you had also mentioned Comrie save percentage. If you look at Blackwood, he's at about 87%, 8.71. You know, there's just a clear differential in production so far between, you know, those top two options that we've mentioned uh, versus a uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. And albeit Comrie and Reimer, they're top 10 in overall scoring right now. Like they've started off the season hot. Um, next guy up here we have is Aiden Hill who's not playing a lot, but he's playing behind Logan Thompson. Logan Thompson is a top 10 goaltender right now in fantasy. Uh, but Aiden Hill, when filling in, has looked pretty good. And, you know, this is a streaming conversation here through his last, his last, his only two starts, 14.6 and 17.6 fantasy points, two wins, uh, two goals against in each game. Not really that bad. Uh, took home, obviously, wins in those games. And the team won 5-2 to two in both of those games. You're not really going to know when he's going to start. You know, in, in deeper leagues, you know, he might be a nice handcuff to to Thompson because so far the situation in Las Vegas has looked pretty good. The team's only lost twice. Aiden Hill has uh, not lost yet. So Logan Thompson has been a part of those losses. And those losses were close too. Uh, both times that they lost, they lost to really good teams, Calgary and Colorado. And they lost both those games by three to two. So, you know, the Golden Knights have looked sharp. I like the idea of owning, or owning Aiden Hill, Nick, but is the lack of volume going to be, you know, more detrimental to your roster? Like, you know, in what situations do you feel comfortable, you know, just taking Hill? Does does he have to have, you know, the green check mark next to his name, or will you go out and throw him on your bench and just kind of, you know, wait and see on the start and sits? I definitely think he needs to have that green check mark. I think his situation is almost comparable to last year with like a guy like uh, Francois from Colorado. Mm -hmm. He was one of the best streaming options you could have in the NHL. 
and this Golden Knights team coming into the season, a lot of questions about their goaltending, whether they were going to be able to keep up with these other teams. And so far, they're doing a good job at it. And Aiden Hill's doing a really good job with it, getting a couple wins here. And uh, mm-hmm. what they got six games in the next 12 days. So this team's going to be playing a lot. So I wouldn't be surprised if you do get a couple starts here out of Aiden Hill and some less favorable matchups for the team, possibly like uh, against a Montreal come next week or uh, Anaheim coming up, I think he can definitely get some of these uh, lower-end starts because that's what you really have your backup for, for the teams right. that aren't going to really pressure you as much as like a team like San Jose tonight. While they're mm. at the bottom of the standings, they still always play a tight matchup with the Golden Knights, and so that's why they have Logan Thompson in tonight, I believe. But uh, no, Aiden Hill has a lot of upside to him. Definitely not someone I would use a roster spot on, but definitely if you're in a, one of those deeper leagues, um, and you're switching out your goalies every day, I think mm-hmm. Aiden Hill is definitely someone to go with, and I think he'll be one of the top guys this season in terms of streaming options. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so far, like I said, the Golden Knights have looked very good. You had mentioned the schedule coming up looks also very good, and they have a lot of games between now and the 5th of November. So not not including tonight, you know, the 25th. You still have, you know, two more games this week, you know, the 28th and the 30th. I have to imagine that he gets at least one of those starts. Anaheim looks like the spot on the 28th. That's a great plug and play for him. And then I love him, yeah, going up against, you know, Ottawa and Montreal. And honestly, from what I've seen thus far, I really wouldn't be that concerned about starting him up against Winnipeg or Washington. But I agree with you. You, you really just need to know if he's going to be in the lineup. He, because of the lack of playing time and, you know, seeing that there's not really a clear 50-50 split here, it's more like 80-20 so far. You know, it's it's going to be more detrimental to your roster, and that's kind of where I was going with that leading into the question. Uh, let's uh, hit a word from our sponsors really quick. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Thinking of joining WinBet? Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. If you're looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club, whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. WinBet is truly for hashtag DGENs only. Plus, use WinBet's build-your-own-bet to build some amazing same-game parlays. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash sports gambling podcast. Comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to enter. Turn on your notifications so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. Make sure you enter our World Series prop contest. Winners get $200 cash and $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, and we're back. We're talking streaming goaltenders and fantasy hockey. We got two left here, and then we're going to hit over or head over to the waiver wire. Next up is uh, our guy, Nick Alex Stalock, Chicago Blackhawks. He's looked really good uh, through well two starts, one one fill in. He came in against Detroit, was able to get a win off the bench, making uh, ten saves and got a victory and a four th- four three win. 
uh, in his only loss so far to the Golden Knights, uh, the Blackhawks lost one to nothing, and he, of course, only allowed one goal on 37 saves. Pretty, pretty solid. Uh, in his last game, Stalock and the Blackhawks rallied up against uh, the Seattle uh, Kraken. Uh, he's allowed four goals, but made uh, uh, 30 saves and did get the W. Uh, you know, the Blackhawks offense really earned that, you know, that win for him more than he did, if anything. But, you know, I've still liked what I've seen. You know, the Blackhawks have been struggling on defense, but they've got three straight wins. 5-4, 4-3, and 5-2 victories here. They've been looking, you know, a lot better since that first game up against Colorado. Uh, to me, Stalock looks like the guy. Like he, like he looks much better um, than Mrazic right now. I mean, where where do you see this uh, this split going? You know, as far as you know, next ten games, next thirty games, whatever. Stalock's only rostered you know twelve percent rate right now. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know how long Mrazic's out for. I know he had some injury problems in Toronto and missed some time, but I do know he's on the IR, so that leaves the net to Alex Stalock. And so now that he's got the net, I think he's doing a good job with it putting up good fancy numbers, and like we talked about with the other guys, he's seeing the volume in the two full games he did play. Saw 30 shots on net with a 938 save percentage right now. Only 12% rostered, but uh, we talk, I talked a little bit about it earlier in the show, how there's the October effect on a lot of teams where you come out really hot, and then eventually they kind of simmer down a little bit, come back to reality. And so uh, I'll be curious to see when that happens with this team. But I think tonight's contest against the Florida Panthers is going to be a really good one for Alex Daylock and to see where the Chicago Blackhawks team matches up matches up against a contender. Because your wins, you're looking at the Seattle, who finished bottom of the league last year. You got uh, San Jose. Seattle's look good so far this season, though. Like Seattle yeah. looks like a formidable opponent this season so far, mm -hmm. in my opinion. And then you have a Detroit team that's been okay, but like you have a contender against the Florida Panthers tonight. And so mm -hmm. I will really be curious to see where he uh, falls in. And also with this Blackhawks team, you know, calling up Arvid Soderblom, it would question for you, would you think he would be a good streaming option if he is a uh, stay lock sitting out? Let's, you need uh, to get let's see him hurt. play first. Let's see him. Let's see him play first. I don't have any tape <laughs> on Arvid Soderblom. Sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't have anything on him right now. I did see that note. I did see that note. I didn't realize Mrazic was going to be out uh, mm -hmm. long term. I thought it was more of like a day-to-day uh, -day situation. So thank you for refreshing me there. Uh, but no, I, I have no idea if Soderblom's <laughs> going to, you know, hold water, you know, mm -hmm. so to speak, right? Like, let's uh, let's see him get a start. And in fact, when can he? When can we let him play? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Buffalo? Like, I don't know. Buffalo's been playing teams pretty hard. Minnesota. There you I go. Know. That's a good spot. Minnesota. The Islanders. Los Angeles, those games are at home. I mean, actually, a lot of our games are at home. Holy, wow, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Out of our first 11 games, uh, four are on the road, and we've already passed three of them. So, uh, yeah, a lot of friendly opportunities here playing uh, playing at home. Yeah, from, I mean, yeah, you got to give Staylock the matchups up against Florida and uh, Edmonton. But you know what? If they give him Edmonton, that means he would have played like four games in a row i don't know he's like 35 they may mm -hmm. not let him do that I'm, I'm not sure we'll we'll see what happens but yeah arvid soderblom just a just a little name to pencil down we'll we'll see how uh how that plays out through this week and uh you know we'll definitely revisit arvid uh next next week for sure all right last goalie up here and then we're going to move over to the the waiver wire jake allen very familiar name only 39 percent rostered for the montreal canadians not looking 
bad, but not looking amazing. He's coming off a bad performance up against Dallas, let in five goals on 30 total shots. But the previous three starts, he had at least, you know, 13 plus fantasy points, had a uh, victory up against Arizona on the 20th, where he led up two goals on 27 shots, had a loss uh, where he only allowed one goal against Detroit on 30, 38 shots. That's pretty solid. 19 fantasy points. Good stuff. And then he opened the season with a win up against Toronto with three goals against uh, on um, 32, 32 shots, 13 and a half fantasy points. Not bad. I, I'm really impartial on Jake Allen. You know, I really don't love their upcoming schedule. He's not really a stash candidate to me. He's not really someone that's really wowed me. And the Canadians are just kind of eh to me. You know, they're a three and three team. They're playing Minnesota tonight. That should be a good matchup. I think the Canadians are underdogs. I would actually like them to win that game, but I don't love the upcoming schedule on the road. And Maybe it's just bad Jake Allen taste in my mouth from years past, but he just never feels like someone that I can trust. Well, what about you? Honestly, it seems like kind of a pushover. Uh, this Canadians, I don't think this Canadian team is going to do all of that, and uh, I'm not a fan of the schedule. Well, you do have Buffalo. You got St. Louis, another matchup at Minnesota coming up, Winnipeg, Vegas, and uh, like I talked about with the other goalies, there's a lot of volume there. 25 saves. You're looking at around some of these games. You had one game over 30 saves against Detroit, but uh, definitely not someone would be my first option. I think if you need a guy, Jake Allen's the way to go. But this Montreal team, I don't see them uh, doing a lot in terms of uh, getting in the win column as much. And I don't see them like just in the long term. And I don't Mm -hmm. see uh, Jake Allen, at least when they are losing in these games, it doesn't look like he's getting the saves that he – should be getting well. He is posted a two seventy seven goals against average nine thirteen save percentage, which isn't too bad. Just not someone I would want to run with uh, long term. But uh, in the short term, if he's like one of the guys that's available and you need a start to uh, meet your minimum starts, whatever for your league, I would definitely go with Jake Allen. But he's just not there for me. Yeah, not not a favorable pickup uh, for me. I like some of these other streaming options. Honestly, I would probably take Mackenzie Blackwood over him, and he's getting even less saves. Uh, maybe it's just because I trust the Devils to score more. I know the Canadians have had some you know some decent nights here, but coming off a two two to five loss, had a one three loss, was shut out three nothing against Detroit of all teams. Um, so just not a team that really impresses me overall. Uh, we're gonna hit one more quick word from the sponsors, and then we're gonna roll through some waiver wire uh, waiver wire talk talk. No House Advantage is changing changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning two hundred and fifty thousand plus in cash. You download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, and earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and twenty x your entry if you hit on all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and even NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores uh, to get your first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this. All right, and we're back. We're jumping over to the waiver wire here. 
We've got some offense. We've got some defense. Let's uh, let's start off with the defense. We've got Philippe Hronick of the Detroit Red Wings. Nick, looking really good. He has an assist in four straight games. Uh, tonight, he gets the Devils. I don't know if you have his stats up for tonight, if he's been involved just yet. Uh, has another two matchups this week, Boston, Minnesota. Uh, I like him. I think he's a really good add. He has at least uh, six and a half fantasy points in every start so far uh, through five games. Uh, is this someone that you're trusting right now? Um, I almost went with him tonight. Um, he was one of those guys that I was going back and forth on. As of right now in this game tonight against the Devils, he's got nothing going on. But uh, I ended up going with uh, a goalie in Tarasov, and that's not oh. going. Oh, oh no, it's not. I yeah. love that for me. I hate that for my my bets. And I I, uh -huh. I cannot get that straight. It's like, oh, you're doing great in fantasy. Well, you know, your team's not going to cover the spread tonight. You know, like, <laughs> it's just what it is. Mm -hmm. I, I I got to Columbus to win that game, and I looked just before you – literally just before you said that. He has four shots against, and he has two saves, Nick. What the hell? I was expecting – Tara suck. I was expecting, like, an easy, easy win. I had uh, – yeah, I had the money line, too, and I was expecting a win. Patrick Liney's back in the lineup. I was expecting a lot of offense going on. And, yeah, I feel like against Arizona, you should be able to – you know, throw anyone back there. We've talked about their lineup. They're terrible. But circling yeah. back to uh, Philip Hronick, uh, yeah, he's looked pretty solid. Someone I was going back and forth on. Made the mistake of going with Tarasov. But, uh, yeah, he was sitting in my lineup for a little bit today. Looks really solid. Uh, this Detroit team as a whole, they're doing a really good job. I think they're the only team in the NHL that hasn't lost in a regulation yet. And um, <clears throat> even with the injuries right now, guys, like uh, – Robbie Fabry, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, Jacob Rana, guys on their offense, they're yeah. still finding ways to produce from uh, all cylinders, even if it's uh, Hironic getting into play and putting up points on the defensive end. And mm -hmm. uh, I really like him. Only 20% rostered, and I think that's uh, very, very solid if you're looking to get someone. And definitely I would stash them for a little bit. They've got a lot of games coming up. I like their schedule. Yeah, New Jersey night, that's a good matchup. Boston might be a tougher one. But then you got Minnesota and Buffalo after that to end out the month of October. And so mm -hmm. a lot of upside for this Detroit team, a lot of upside for Hironic, and definitely someone I would get to my team. I think he's a great ad. I mean, he's just trending. The assists are there. He's got an assist in every game so far. Uh, last I saw, the Devils did come back over the top. They're up 2-1 to one now. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I love the matchups coming up. Love the trending play. 8% plus in the last day. So, realistically, he's been closer to 10 to 12% rostered. I, I love it. Easy pickup for me. Uh, I was someone that just traded, actually. Um, I traded Mort's Cider and – or I traded Mort's Cider for Philip Phil's uh, Forsberg. It was, it was an easy trade for me. Uh, neither side had really done much to start the season. And then I immediately went and picked up um, – it wasn't Hronik. It was Oli Mata. Oli Mata, mm -hmm. definitely a – yeah, he's he's got a higher ownership rate right now. But if he's available, I would also uh, go and look at him. Uh, he's just put, producing a lot of offense. You know, he, he's just putting up mm -hmm. points. So I, I I did that trade very easily. Lost no sleep over it. I, I like Cider as a pick, but hadn't done much so far. Not, neither had Forsberg. So thought that was a really good swap. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would back that trade up with a Philip Hronick, with uh, Olimata, you know, to fill that spot, you know, when you're swapping offense for defense. So something to keep mm -hmm. in mind. 
Uh, next up, we have Shane Pinto of the Ottawa Senators, 20% rostered. Nick, he has a goal scored in five straight games, and he also has one assist through that same stretch. He's not logging a ton of ice time, but dude scoring. Like, he has a goal in five straight games. What say you on Shane Pinto? Uh, Shane Pinto, yeah, goal in five straight games. There's not much of an argument there that you can really put up. Just definitely someone you would grab right now, this Ottawa team. They're doing really well. Um, what is this? One, two, three, four, five wins in a row. And mm-hmm. against notable opponents like Boston, Washington, Dallas. Look at, look Dallas. at the scoring, too. Look at the scoring. Mm-hmm. Ten goals in their last two games. Fifteen in their last three. Twenty-two in their last four. Like, what? Mm-hmm. They're, they're averaging five goals a game through their last four games. Yeah, and then you look at uh, just down the stretch, besides that 7-5 win against Boston, you're looking 5-2, to 6-2, 4-2. Like, you're only averaging, you know, two goals against a game besides that one game. But uh, Pinto is definitely someone I would get on. Only 20% rostered. Definitely a lot of upside there. Getting good plus minus. The Mm -hmm. only downfall I might have is uh, the ice time is a little meh. You're looking 13, 14 minutes. He got 16 minutes up against Arizona, but 13 against Mm -hmm. Dallas. And so that would only, that would be my only downside with him, but definitely way more upside than downside. So well, let me ask you this, so. because the next guy on our list is his line mate, uh, Tyler Mott. He's playing with Tyler Mott and Matteo Joseph on Ottawa's third line. Mott is owned at a lesser rate, but playing more minutes. Doesn't have the, that same goal upside. He has two goals in his last three games, but he has four assists in four. Or I'm sorry, he has four assists in his last four games, an assist in each one of those games, right? So, who would you rather pick up? Like, who has the safer floor here? Do you go with Mott because he is playing an extra one and a half to two minutes a game, or do you go with the upside of Pinto? You know, just for the scoring you know aspect because he's burying the puck. Yeah, I think you got to go with Pinto. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing that can really set aside, you know, goals. And so, mm. while the like I said, the minutes may not be there, but the goals are there. And so he's definitely someone I would get on for sure. With Mont, mm. the minutes are there, but the goals are here and there. And so I would definitely go uh, with the goals over the, the extra minute and a half for sure. Right. I was assuming that, like, oh, well, Mott's just probably on the power play or something like that. If you compare their time on the ice, Shane Pinto is playing less minutes, but he's the center on the second power play unit mm-hmm. alongside Claude Giroux and Derek Broussard. It's, it's very, very strange. And Mott's not on the first or the second unit. That's that's very, mm-hmm. uh, very shocking. Between the two, I, I mean, I feel like Tyler Mott would have the safer floor because, you know, when you're getting the assists, it means that, you know, you're very active in the play development of scoring. Whereas with the goals, you're more just kind of cleaning up, you know, because of the last two games he's got, you know, he, like I said, he's got goals in five straight games, but his last two games specifically, he has just one shot on net and he's scoring, you know, like mm-hmm. I can't expect that scoring percentage to be maintained. Whereas Mott, you know, he's getting the puck to the net pretty consistently. He's got the assist. He's got the plus minus. They're playing on the same line together. So obviously production is going to meet head on between the two. I would say mm-hmm. Mott is still maybe a little bit safer just because of the minutes. I don't know what the deal is with the, the power play versus non-power play uh, minutes for those guys. It's kind of interesting on the split, but mm-hmm. um, Mott would be, again, just a little bit more safer to me. I'm kind of um, kind of interested in that combo going forward, but that'll definitely be something we'll have to note on uh, in upcoming shows. Uh, next up we have is Casey Middlestat of the Buffalo Sabres. 
Uh, been looking pretty good. He had uh, two assists in his last game, uh, a goal and assist in the game prior on the 20th of October, an assist on the 18th that runs his point streak to three games. Uh, he's a plus three on the season, getting the puck to the net in a relative rate. Only 6% rostered on a very gritty Buffalo Sabres team that's 4-1 and one right now. He's got Seattle. He's got Montreal. He's got Chicago. He's got Detroit. Those matchups plus the production so far seems like he's a pretty viable uh, Bible player, Bible asset. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's definitely viable for sure. Uh, he especially center on the first power play with uh, Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner. Good combination there. Center on the second line with Rasmus Asplund. Yeah, Asplund and uh, Victor Olofsson. So definitely some upside there for sure. The points are there. The minutes are, are uh, they're streaky, but they're there. He's getting the assist, kind of like you talked about. He's setting up these plays. Only one goal, though, with the four assists. Would like to see a couple more, but I think those are going to come with this schedule. Like you said, you got Seattle, Montreal, Chicago, Detroit, and so I like those matchups for him. Only 6% rostered, too, and uh, a plus four in the last day, so mm -hmm. definitely someone I would get on before it's too late. Yeah, he's got double-digit fantasy points in his last two matchups, and his lowest total so far was game three with four points. So, I mean, a lot of guys, mm -hmm. even on top lines, you know, Anze Kopitar, he went, you know, negative for back-to-back -back games. Middle stat, keeping his head above water is in terms of fantasy. I agree with you. would like to see maybe a little bit more scoring, maybe get uh, a few more pucks in the back of the net. But, like I said, I like the matchups coming up. Seattle, Montreal, Chicago, Detroit. Those are some good good games to throw him out there in hopes that, yeah, he would maybe get uh, one or two goals mm -hmm. in that four-game stretch. So easy, easy yeah. ad for me, re realistically, just based on the schedule mm -hmm. upcoming, especially if you're in leagues where, you know, you're playing the matchup-oriented, like how many, you know, games are going to play in the week. You can't do, like, daily waivers or things like that. You know, that would definitely be mm -hmm. a good target for sure. What was interesting to me is that they came – Buffalo came out of Western Canada 3-0. and mm -hmm. I just saw that, and I was – blown away that they knocked off Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver in a good fashion in each game. And so losing all sorts upswing. of money. The <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. Them in Arizona. Yeah, ex exactly. Go away. Go away. All right. Next up, we've got Cole Perfetti of the Winnipeg Jets. He is also on a point streak, has two goals in his last four games, has three assists in his last four games, two goals, three assists on the season through uh, six games, nine shots on goal through that stretch. He's a plus two, only 17% rostered. Middle of the road, don't hate, don't hate, don't love him. You know, he's, he's kind of a coin flip for me. Uh, not really someone that I target on the waiver wire. But, you know, again, the production's been there. You know, in comparison to Middlestat, I would probably prefer Middlestat over Perfetti, but he's another trending player. Uh, is this Bible production for you? Um, I think it's not Bible yet. I want to see a little bit more of this production. Um, you know, the, a couple of these games here where he is getting points. Uh, I like to see him where he is getting points. I like to see him over that 10-point mark. I think that's a big thing in fantasy where you can get guys that are getting points over that mark. Um, I know, yeah, yeah, assist against Vegas, but he was a minus, so only put up three points at the end of the day. The points are there. I would just want to see a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a kick to it. Um, but yeah, you are right. I do like Middlestad over him for sure, and uh, Perfetti is definitely someone that I would want to wait on. But uh, if you are in someone that's in a deeper league that needs a guy, I think Perfetti is a good option because you have LA, Arizona, 
Vegas could get, be a good matchup, and then you got Chicago and Montreal. So I think he could be an ad for some people, just not for me uh, personally. Yeah, playing on that line too with Pierre Luc Dubois, Blake Wheeler, uh, they don't they don't really scare me. Um, again, mm-hmm. last ditch effort. The, he's trending. You know the the production is there, uh, but just not someone that I'm going to feel you know a super high level of trust with. You know, putting into on, into my lineup or on my roster. So mm-hmm. would be a pass be a pass for me, but definitely need to note you know the production. It's been there. Uh, next guy up, another guy that I would certainly prefer over Perfetti is Kevin Hayes. Uh, he's coming off, you know, a, a, a poor performance up against San Jose. Uh, was a minus one with just one shot on goal. However, he had um, a great point streak before that: uh, 17.8, 13.6, 6.9, 5.8, and 12.7 fantasy points through his previous five starts and in each one of those games he at least had one assist in two of those five he had multiple assists and one of those five he had a goal and an assist uh three double digit fantasy point games out of uh six games so far kind of splitting that note uh one goal seven assists nick i mean it feels like very viable production to me and another oh, sneaky yeah. team to the flyers this is extremely viable for sure for sure uh Took their first loss up against, uh, or second loss up against San Jose. Got a tough one to Florida. But mm-hmm. uh, outside of that game against San Jose where they got shut out, Kevin Hayes has been a really intricate part of this Flyers offense. He's getting mm-hmm. a lot done on their first line and, uh, yeah, on their first power play as well. And, yeah, this Flyers team, they're pretty banged up right now in terms of their offense. You got Cam Atkinson, who's day-to-day, James Van Riemsdyk, who's out. Uh, Sean Couturier, who's out, guys like that that would normally play ahead of him in the lineup, but uh, he would normally be a second, third line guy, but he stepped into that first line role and he's uh, definitely running with it. And yeah, to be able to find a first line center on a hot team in the NHL, like the Flyers, at only 21% rostered, is definitely uh, someone I would want to grab. And like you said, the production is viable too. One goal and seven assists. He's making a lot happen on the ice. He's playing very well defensively at, from what I've seen, and so I would definitely want to get on some Kevin Hayes. Line one center on a really hot team right now. Uh, like we mentioned, uh, four and two for the Flyers. They've been looking really good. <clears throat> Easy grab. He's only 21% rostered. Uh, might be the easiest one on the waiver so far, uh, just given his status, position on the on the offense, and just the production. It's just there. I don't I don't get it. It should be owned. All right, next up, we got a defenseman out of Boston, Matt Grizzlick. Last week, it was, uh, what, Connor Clifton. This week, it's mm-hmm. Matt Grizzlick. Uh, how are you feeling about Grizzlick after his return? He has back-to-back games with assists through his first two games. He's a plus two through those first two games, and he also has gotten the puck to the net seven times in those first two games. Yeah, the shots are there. The numbers are there. The ice time is there. Well, the sample size is small. I would say you would get on him for sure. You got a really favorable schedule with him with uh, Dallas and Detroit at home, but then you hit uh, Columbus on the road. So the next three games, really favorable for him. Uh, Only 6% rostered, not a lot to say about him. Definitely someone I would stream into my lineup. All right, right on. Uh, Next up, we've got uh, Danton Heinen of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I streamed him the other day after his hot start. He had a two-goal game up against Columbus. Uh, came, came back down to earth the game after that. Had 3.7 fantasy points after a 19.6 production. But through six games, half of those games, he has scored double digits in fantasy hockey. Plus has an 8.9 game up against L.A. where he recorded an assist and was a plus one. Just had one shot on net. 
uh, I'm, I'm kind of so-so with Danton Heinen. You know, we, we've seen the highs, we've seen the lows. Uh, he's, he's definitely not someone that's going to overly hurt you, but, you know, not someone I don't, I don't know if I'm going to own for, you know, more than just a daily waiver type of option. What, what do you think about him? Um, the first thing I noticed about him, uh, plus 30% in the last day. I think mm-hmm. that's a little uh, little ridiculous. He's had a few good games. Definitely a good streaming option, but definitely – Someone you would just want to get on while he's hot. Um, mm-hmm. You got uh, Western Canadian road trips. They're actually on the road a lot. They don't come back home until November 1st. So a lot of road games coming up for Heinen. But uh, he's just one of those guys you just got to ride with the hot streaks with him. Um, but just based on the opponents, like you see, you're playing a Columbus team that's not as good where uh, you're getting a couple goals. Mm-hmm. Um See Arizona, you got two assists. LA, two assists, and this Pittsburgh team is solid. And uh, yeah, I think Danton Heinen's definitely someone streaming option, but definitely someone I would want wouldn't want to hold on to for a long time. But that thirty percent the last day, that I think that's a little crazy to me. Yeah, it's just like he wasn't owned, and then everyone owned him. Well, thirty yeah. percent mm-hmm. of fantasy hockey owned him, I should say. But yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a huge increase for just one day, and it's interesting because he had the big jump actually after the twenty second which is, you know, what, that was Saturday. So you would, yeah. you would think that Saturday or Sunday he would get picked up quite a bit, but no one bought into it, and then he came back and did a whole bunch of nothing up against mm-hmm. Edmonton, and they were like, you know what? We believe. We believe it. He's the public do doesn't it. know what they're doing, yeah. Yeah, it also could just be, oh, no, actually, there's quite a few games on tonight, so I was going to say, mm-hmm. well, maybe it's a short night on, on the games. No, not really. Yeah, they got right. Calgary tonight. That's going to be a good matchup. That should be a good matchup, not a matchup that I would trust Heinen in because, you know, you may mm-hmm. not get as many goals. That's what I was liking about. I was like, oh, I'll throw him up against Edmonton. I bet there's a lot of scoring in that game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the case. They only scored three nope. times. Heinen didn't do anything. All right. Uh, we got a couple of left here, and then we're going to head out. We've got uh, next up Matt Roy. I know Nick's a big Matt Roy guy. Not, I mean, what I've seen so far from Matt Roy is very Matt Roy-esque. It's not overwhelming. It's not underwhelming. It's just Matt Roy. Ice time's <laughs> decent. Gets pucks to the net, block shots. He doesn't run it up, but he fills it in. What do you think? Like that Shorzy reference there, but uh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Shorzy, go check it out on Hulu. It's uh, one of the best shows out right now. Six episodes, uh, twenty-five minutes each episode. Definitely worth a watch. But no, Matt Roy. Uh, yeah, he's just Matt Roy. That's like the best way to put it. Uh, he. Yeah, I definitely. I don't think I would add him right now. Last year, he hit a really, really solid hot streak where he was getting between you know seven and twelve points a game for a while, and, and then I flipped him over to another team, and he just Matt Roy'd himself and started playing like well <laughs> Matt Roy. <laughs> but uh, no, the production's not really there. Uh, the blocks are there, but there's just not a lot of upside to him at a minus two. But three goals, but, you know, two of them came in one game. You, you're you going to have those nights where a guy just comes out of uh, left field and just plays really, mm-hmm. really well. Yeah, just no consistency there. Uh, the ice time's there. But, yeah, definitely just it's just Matt Roy. That's all I got. Yeah, he's, he's underwhelming. The production is there. You know, you're going to have definitely those games where he's only getting you a couple of points. But – Deeper leagues, twelve or fourteen team leagues, he should definitely be owned. Uh, plays a lot of minutes. I, you know, the the minus two isn't great, but the team hasn't been great. They are three and four on the season. 
the team itself has been allowing a lot of goals. There was a stretch there where, you know, even when they won, they had allowed 13 goals in three games. So not someone that I would over-prioritize, but definitely someone to uh, pencil in on maybe your your watch list because the numbers really aren't that bad. When he's not getting goals and assists and plus-minus, he is getting the shots on goal. He is getting the blocks through um, – what is it? Six or seven, seven starts this season. He only has one game with less than two blocks a game. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the number's gone as high as five. So definitely someone I like to, you know, get the puck to the net block shots. You know, if you can't get that, you know, daily production of goals and assists, it's nice to see that you're doing something out there. That's going to fill a stat sheet and give you mm -hmm. a, a, a safe floor. Uh, and then next last up here we have is Kalen Addison. Uh, he had a nice stretch here where he had, um, what is it? An assist, three assists, and then two assists through uh, his first three or four games. Came back down to earth in his last game up against the Boston Bruins in a three to four loss. Uh, but an, uh, a defenseman who's been putting up some you know decent amount of offense thus far on a rough and wild Minnesota Wild team. Uh, any love for Kalen Addison at this time? Um, you know, it's really hard. I want to give Addison some love. I really do. But it's really, really hard to when the Minnesota Wild are letting up that many goals just mm -hmm. through the start of the year. You got yeah, seven to three. Bad. Yeah, they've let up seven to three. Well, yeah, to the uh, Rangers, seven six to the Kings, six three to the Avs. They got a four three win up against the Canucks, but the Canucks are still uh, bottom of the league right now. I don't think mm -hmm. they've won a game yet. I think they're o three and two. I'd have to say. And then you have a, a Boston Bruins team where they let up four. And, um, like, with a lot of these guys, uh, this hasn't really been an issue. But his plus minus is terrible. Minus seven. I mean, the numbers are there in terms of assists. The shots on goal are fair. I'm, but, yeah, the plus minus, I just can't get around that right now. That's mm -hmm. just one of the only stats that can possibly hurt you in fantasy hockey. And for that reason, I just couldn't take on, take him on when he's a minus in every game he's played so far. Yeah, the defense has been bad. Uh, I agree with you. Definitely someone to hold off on for now, but I like keeping his name penciled, you know, on the side because the offense is there. So if they can, you know, as a unit, just kind of improve as far as, you know, not getting mm -hmm. scored on so much. I think Kalen Addison is going to be in a good position, getting power play time, you know, just getting the offense started, you know, seeing three assists in a, in a game where he lost three to six, still mm -hmm. definitely a good highlight for him. And then he was also able to follow that up with another strong game up against Vancouver where they did actually win. He was still a minus two with two assists, but, you know, take what you can get. Right. And the power play mm -hmm. points are there as well. Um, so he's getting a lot of uh, time and minutes there. Definitely someone to add to your watch list. That situation improves in Minnesota, even just, you know, 15, 20%, I think he's going to be in a good situation and uh, definitely someone that we'll note for the upcoming shows as well. Uh, that is all that we have for today. Nick, do you have anything to share before we head out? Yeah, check me out on Twitter, Face Off with OZ, Talk Fancy Hockey, just a little bit of hockey in general, as well as follow uh, ONU Tigers Hockey on Twitter. Follow me and my, my journey as I play college hockey, see what our team's up to, see what I'm up to over there at uh, ONU Tigers Hockey. Yep. Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Uh, take care. Be well. Be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.